Hey, everybody, welcome to a bonus Friday episode. And I know that literally thousands of you have been waiting on this episode for the last 12 to 24 hours. And I'm excited to have former Miss America's Betty Maxwell and Savvy Shields here. Ladies, welcome. Thank you so much. Are you ready to do this? I know you both have been putting this off and telling everybody you're saving it all for the podcast. So I'm, I, I, I've got your list here. It's about three, four miles long. So I'm excited to, to rip through it. <laughs> it Before we get started and then just talk about, obviously, everything that we saw last night. Um, I did take a poll overnight just to see what people thought. I wanted to be honest about, you know, what do people really think? Because I know what I thought, but I wanted to know what my audience thought. So right now it is at uh, 156 votes for total disaster and 13 votes for I liked it. So that's uh, what? 92% to 8%. Um, So a very heavy favor towards I didn't like it. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about a lot of the reasons that I think a lot of people didn't like it. But I guess let's just start with this. Where's honestly, there's some things about what you saw last night that you did like. I mean, even if it's just a couple, let's hear about them. Um, mm-hmm. Betty, I'll start with you. Okay, so um, I think Savvy and I both agreed that, and and I want to say Savvy and I have talked a lot together, so we do have you know a lot of the same feelings. But um, one of the things that we actually liked, I feel like, was that we did get to hear the girls talk a lot more, and I think that that's something that we could definitely incorporate into the. OG pageant. Um, that's something that would easily be incorporated. I liked getting to hear from the girls, getting to hear more about their platforms and their work with their platforms. Um, I thought that that was actually good. Savvy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I want to say congratulations to Mia for a phenomenal year and congratulations to Camille, our new Miss America. We're so excited. Welcome guys into the sisterhood. Um, Absolutely. Say, all of the women on stage, all the state title holders blew me away. They were phenomenal. They looked amazing. They're um, just the way they handled this past week has been just with so much grace. And I just think all the state winners deserve all of our most respect and support. Um, but I agree with you. You know, I really did love how it almost, I mean, it absolutely showed more parts of the job than we've ever seen before. You know, a huge part of what we do as Miss America is talk. And whether that's on speeches that we knew we were making or that we didn't, I think that this uh, the, the format that we saw last night did give more of a representation of what the job really is, which is talking and showing what we're caring about. And so I did love that the audience was able to see and learn more about these girls on a deeper level with the, was the stories or even just their social impact statements. I did like that we were able to like hear from these girls more and get more of an idea of what they're doing beyond just this one night. So before we get into the critique here, I think, uh, of the entire telecast and just kind of what we see these days, obviously we're going to have some hard things to say. Uh, For everybody listening, I I want all of you to understand that this is not a bash session. I mean, obviously we will have some strong opinions about what we feel about everything and, and certainly going to talk about that. And quite frankly, a lot of you might disagree with us and that's okay. I'm totally open to that and I appreciate that. But I think it's important Mm -hmm. that we all talk about, let's just take the telecast out of it for a second. At the core of this whole thing, what is the real goal here? And I think that's what we, you know, Mm -hmm. are probably going to dive into today is what's the whole goal of everybody arguing about this whole thing right now? Because us arguing and just starting an online war is not going to do anything. Us actually giving some reasonable choices on how we move forward and how we make it better. I think that's the important thing that we're going to try to do today. So. Um, I guess let's just start. uh, Let's let's go through the run of the show. Um, And I'll start out Mm -hmm. with just the first thing that hit me right off the bat. And and I know there's going to be a couple of things that you girls want to talk about. I didn't understand 15 to 7 without any type of competition. And what they said, and I had to actually rewind it because we had it on DVR. They said that the 7 was based on preliminary scores. Well, in that case, what's the point of the 15? Just go straight to the 7. Why did you narrow it to 15 and then go to commercial and then say, oh, yeah, and by the way, we're going to cut half of those two. Right. Right. So, savvy, start for me. Well, I think, too, that's something that was maybe my biggest sadness of me, that we did not get to see as many girls compete as we usually do. I mean, these women have been fighting to be on this Miss America stage for years. A lot of these girls started competing under the 1.0 system. And I think what broke my heart was that, A, that the 15 did not get to compete, but also the 15 to 7, you didn't even get to see the all 15. They were backstage and you didn't get to see all their faces. They they, they just deserved more time. I totally agree with that. Um, the 15, I, I, I don't understand the, the 15 to 7 at all. I think they honestly just needed to fill time. And it really mm-hmm. bothered me that the first hour of the competition was just, there was no competition. It was just calling out names, calling out mm-hmm. finalists over and over and over. And I think we skipped um, a a little qualm that 
I know I had from even before the top 15 was the girls laying down on the ground in their evening gowns in these weird (laughs) poses, announcing themselves like, like these girls, you know, getting to, I just want to say getting to pick out your Miss America evening gown is one of the most, like, I don't even know. It's just a thrilling. It feels real at that moment. Yeah, it's just like a feeling like it it, Mm -hmm. picking out your Miss America gown is so special. And Mm -hmm. for it to only be that split second, they get to see it. They don't get to compete in it, first of all, which they found out so late. And then to be laying on the ground in it, I just, I don't, I didn't, I don't know. I don't understand that. (laughs) Cara Mund had a screenshot that said, Nothing says women's empowerment like women laying around on the floor in their evening gowns. And I just laughed. Oh my I, I, I laughed hard when I heard that, when I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, you know, these women, again, they just deserve so much more. I mean, so much more. And what did, I, I what did you think it, of the intros? It, did, did you like the intros and grabbing the mic and basically, you know, pitching well, your resume a little bit? Here's my thing. I felt like the entire competition was pitching resumes. They were just telling me their resume over and over and over. And I, mm-hmm. I, I just don't, I, I feel like, and that's my thing. like, I felt like the talking was so good. I felt like I, I did get to hear a lot more from the girls, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I was hearing the same information over and over. I don't feel like I actually right. got to know the person, the personality of the girl. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that has so much more to do with the actual job of being Miss America is your personality, mm-hmm. not just your resume. Like, that there's so much more it's to what you do with your resume. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, I felt like I kept hearing the same information over and over and over. And I thought every time I heard it, the intros where they were saying this was so long. The intros every single time were way too long. I did love, though, that, you know, every single girl got to have their moment. And even though it's happened years past, I did love that each girl got to have their moment. Right. That's not really new. Right. And what made me sad was that some girls' moments were laying on the ground. Right. That's, you know, something that these women have dreamt of for their entire lives. And And some girls weren't allowed to say what they wanted to actually say if we are talking about DC. I mean, and she had a message she wanted to get out there that was so, I mean, it's so important. And Mm -hmm. she was told not to. And I feel like even in that, that moment where they were supposed to get to say, you know, what they're passionate about. And, and they already didn't get to, not all of them got to compete on this actual Miss America stage, quote unquote. They had to compete on a different stage for prelim. Right. So this one moment that they get on the, on the actual Miss America stage, they're told that they can't actually say what they want to say and what they're passionate right. about. I, I, I mean, my heart breaks for Miss DC. Let's talk about the big X factor. I think that I felt like was the game changer for the way that they approached it. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a production guy, so I, I host, but I also produce and I'm looking at it from a production standpoint. I thought the three judges and just the way that they were incorporated into the competition was overwhelming. I felt like it was just too much. Yeah. Um, the whole thing is contradictory. They don't want Miss America to be a celebrity, yet they still get celebrity judges and they still air it on television. Um, this is just a glorified job interview. And well, I it feel felt like, much more like a game show rather than exactly, a competition. Exactly. And I think, you know, with other competitions and game shows and other reality televisions like America's Got Talent or The Voice, whenever the judges give back critiques, the competitors always have next week. This is it. The girls have been getting critiques all the way up to this point. This is the final night. They don't get next week to try again. And I think that, you know, when we have these judges' critiques after every phase of competition, there's not really much that the girls can do with that. Except and they're it. not genuine. They're not genuine critiques. Right. Um, because they feel awkward giving them. And right. it's just awkward. They, they're the one involved. <laughs> these girls have been working so hard being critiqued every step of the way so that they can be them best, their best selves at Miss America. There is no right. next time. There is no next shot. Like, this is right. it. You get one Absolutely. chance to compete yeah. at Miss America. And mm-hmm. hyping the girls up before eliminating them, I feel like it's just a slap in the face. Like, that, you don't. Yes. You don't do that. You don't hype up a girl to eliminate her. That has never been done in Miss America. I mean, um, that was just so much more degrading than the swimsuit competition ever was. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 100%. And, and I don't want to skip to the end here, but going along with that, how they introduced the runners up or how they randomly said, you're first right. runner up, get off stage. You don't get flowers. Mm-hmm. You don't get any, any no. celebration. I mean, it was, right. it was just rude. <laughs> well, I know that we talked about this earlier, but it made being in the top five feel like it's not something to be proud of. Right. Like when it's in not reality, getting in the top five is an amazing accomplishment that all these women should be so proud of. But the way that right. it's handled and the way that the top five was treated made it feel like that they should You're just not good that enough. accomplishment, which yeah. 
don't know. I do well, not like that. I think that particular part of the competition from just all the comments that I've read and people who have commented on stuff, the, the, the critique and the way that they tried to build suspense and drama with having a girl step forward and, you know, they've got the music and then they say, you know, I liked this. And then there's this long pregnant pause on the girl. You can just see the terror right. on her face. And they're like, but you made it. Or you win a new car. Or, or no, but I'm sorry, you move right. on, get off the stage. I right. did, yeah, that I, that, right. that pissed off a lot of people just because it was, it was, this isn't America's Got Talent. This isn't American Idol. This no, is, you know, this is a dream These for a lot of have people. These girls dreamed for this their entire lives. Right. Them. Like they work so hard and they only have one chance. Like you don't treat them that way. You just don't. So what would you right. rather see? I, I mean, I, you know, obviously there's the very classic way that you guys went through in which you went down through the 15-10-5. Is there a way to make what they did that. better? I honestly think that in this aspect, there is nothing that needed to be changed. And that's one thing that this, this new leadership has done to the organization is changed. And we've talked about this before, Tim, is just changing things just to make it different than it was before, just mm. for the sake right. of change. That didn't need to be changed. I felt like the way that they did the top five back then and even giving... 10 girls, we need to talk about this later, but 10 girls, the opportunity to form, perform their talent. Absolutely. The way the competition ran before honored these women and gave them the chance to be on television, be special, mm -hmm. be recognized for their hard work. And, you know, the way that they did it now, it was just, let's just change it just because we can. And, and that didn't need to be changed to me, frankly. Um, the way they did the top five before and the runners up really did recognize and honor each woman for their accomplishments in the competition that night. Ch let's chat about the talent. Um, and I, and there actually, there's two sides of talent when I say talent. Talent, number one, is obviously the contestants in their talent part of the competition. The other talent that I'm talking about is the two hosts, Mario Lopez, uh, Kit Hoover, and then the judges. I almost felt like what was the point of hosts as much as the judges were in I literally I was like why is Mario and Kit there no, I mean I felt like they were just this. they were just bridging the gap and then the judges right. would just take over the show I'm so like why did you hire them because if I was a host I would be like why am I here like don't use me right. if you're just going to throw me off on the side right. of the stage and be like judges what do you think right I know no I mean Betty and I talked about this morning because I mean I, I don't know again we thought we heard more from the judges than we did the contestants I, I felt like I didn't really see the hosts that much, except for at the beginning when they spent the first hour of the, the telecast calling out girls' names. Um, but then the judges did that the rest of the time, so mm -hmm. I didn't really see the relevance in having the hosts if the three judges just did their job the whole well, time. And, you know, I've, 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 Mario Lopez has been a host for a long time. He hosted Miss Teen USA. He's, he's done quite a few pageants in the past, and he's a good host. I mean, he's, he's a seasoned host. He right. knows what he's doing. Absolutely. And I, I felt last night like he was super stiff. And I know it's not because he's not talented. I felt like he was either nervous. He was as confused or, as the rest of us. Or, yeah, or just well, concerned that if I don't say this exactly right, I'm going to get in trouble. Right. I think there was, I mean, there's even a few Insta stories. I remember he posted during the day where he was, you know, interchanging words and trying to get all the jargon right. And so I'm sure that had a factor in it, too. I feel like I, I, I really wish that I could have seen more girls do talent, especially since Absolutely. they piped up that talent is a whopping 50%, which I don't agree with. But right. if they're going to do that. They need to highlight talent. And it needs to be for more than seven minutes of the show. I mean, Absolutely. if it's going to be 50% of the competition. And, like, and, and, and I remember even in competing, there were so many girls that I just remember, you know, as states, you talk about, okay, well, what's your goal? What's your goal? And I feel like everyone's goal was to just make the top 10 for talent. You know what I mean? Because that was... I know that was my goal. Right. Especially and, as a performer, being a performer and wanting a career. I mean, like, that was... That was my my goal that I wanted mm -hmm. to make the top 15 more than or the top 10. I'm sorry, more than anything. But at right. least even if I made the top 15, I still got a chance to compete on the Miss right. America stage. Exactly. I mean, I still got at least that, you know, like it's just it, it, these girls got such I mean, they just got so gypped. I just feel so yeah. bad for them because and, and, to, and I, I know this isn't about talent, but them changing or telling them the rules and changing the competition the week of, I mean, what competition have you ever entered where they don't know the rules yet? Months in advance. Years I don't, I like, yeah. I don't understand that. For sure. Especially if MAO was aware of the changes beforehand and they just didn't release the information until this week. I just think that they need to put the contestants as a priority. Right, honest with the contestants. Right. Uh, let me ask you girls about the talent. So you, you guys went through talent. Um, talent's always been a part of Miss America. It's been one of the major reasons that a lot of girls like to compete in Miss America over other systems. In watching the mm -hmm. talent last night, I felt like talent was very tired. It felt very 
cliche, I guess. And, and I'm saying that just coming from the fact that we have ta- all these talent shows out there now where there's just such outrageously crazy good talent. And then you see, you know, a, a baton twirling uh, or, you know, jazz dance or something. And it just feels like this is OK. You know, and I, I'm just being dead honest. That's kind of how I saw it. How did you girls see it? I'm going to take, you know, an emotional <laughs> viewpoint on it per use. But I think in watching it last night, and even from the intro towards the end, it felt like a lot of the girls just were tired and just emotionally. And I think, you know, this past week has been really hard on a lot of them um, from the rules changing to just other aspects of being there for a week and just a lot of factors. But it felt like, I mean, I felt like the girls, you know, maybe weren't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I, I know like, what I'm feeling, but I don't know what I'm thinking out loud. I, <laughs> I okay. feel like that um, the, the fact that the judges were allowed to critique the talent, I just, this isn't American Idol. This isn't right. the X Factor. This is Miss America. Okay. Right. And I mean, I don't, I'm going to get into what being Miss America is all about and what the true definition of of Miss America is and what that should be. But these girls aren't there to get critiqued. They're all, they're there because they are the best they can be. That's why they're there. They're not there to receive criticism from their judges who are trying to pick which one of them is the best for the job. And I feel like that's what, why it hurts so bad to see them get eliminated was because they got critiqued and then they got eliminated after being hyped up. And then it's like, well, I can't come back and try again. So make, yeah. trying to make this like American Idol is just wrong. Like, it's Miss America. It, it, it's not American Idol. American Idol is American Idol. Like, don't try to take away what makes Miss America special I, it, because you're trying to please everyone, because you're going to please no one doing that. And you're just going to cheapen the title of Miss America by trying to make it a glorified job interview. And, you know, I think the other thing about the judges is this is, number one, I don't know who the hell the two judges were. I knew who Kelly Rowland was, but I'd never heard of the other two. But here's what I I did not like. And some people may completely disagree with me on this, and that's fine. I felt like they were pushing certain elements of uh, whether it's political correctness or just a certain viewpoint on society and culture right now. He was really pushing hard on three things. Number one, LGBT. You heard him bring it up several times. Uh, Sexism. And then number three was at the end there when he brought up the topic of, you know, should women who are married or have kids be able to compete? And then when the girls said, no, I don't think they should, he said, well, I think they should. And I'm like, I don't care what you think. And that's not your job as a judge to tell the audience what you think. So do you think it's good that they bring in those topics that are, quite frankly, those are dividing topics? If you're going to let those topics proliferate in a pageant, you will get two sides of people who are screaming at each other that I don't like what he had to say. I've always, I mean, and this may be a weird slight viewpoint, but I've always really enjoyed the really difficult questions because something that I have always loved about Miss America is that She's a voice for everyone. I mean, I mean, she represents America, which is a huge melting pot of a ton of different perspectives, a ton of different life. I mean, a ton of different walks of life. And I, one of the things that I love about Miss America and the idea of Miss America is that she represents all of those. So I always love those hard questions because a girl and a woman that can like find that ground of representing uh, all people, I think is really beautiful. And so I always like those hard questions because I feel like that's the job of Miss America is being a voice for everyone. Even if that's not your walk of life, being able to represent other people, I think is so important and crucial to the job. All right. Very good. Betty, what do you think? I I agree with what Savvy said. um, But at the same time, I, I, I think that hard questions are good. But I don't think that once a girl answers, that the judge should be able to come back and say, I disagree. Because, that, because she can't dividing. rebuttal. Yeah, right. she can't that's, rebuttal after. That is dividing. That is not unifying right. it yeah. whatsoever. And the fact that the three judges were acting like they just, I don't know, they were acting like they knew the, what the job took better than the girls did. But mm. to, none of them have been Miss America. There wasn't even a former Miss America on the judges panel. And they're acting like they know what it takes more than what the girls do. They're acting like they know how to be Miss America better than uh, technically they said better than the former Miss Americas do because all they talked about all night was how Miss America 2.0 is going to be real. Miss America 2.0 doesn't fit in a mold. Miss America 2.0 is authentic to herself. And I'm sorry, but the rest of us, uh, the rest of the former Miss Americas weren't themselves, did fit into a mold. We're all the same. I I, I feel like they just, in the process of trying to be so new and so different and so revolutionary They've just 
completely bashed the rest of us who came before for 99 years. Right. Well, I think what, and you know, we talked about this so much, so I think this is the part that made me most sad was watching them disqualify everyone who competed before this 2.0. And if you ask, I mean, it's always been a job. I mean, if you ask any local title right, that's holder, not any new. state title holder, any Miss America for the past 99 years, she will 100% tell you that it is a job. And I think that, you know, you, you alienate everyone that, you know, made this organization so wonderful. And uh, there, there's, there's definitely a better way to do that. Now, towards the end, what did you two think of? So they they ran the little vignette on the history of Miss America, and they basically, I I thought they tried to rewrite the story a little bit and try it, play it towards, you know, kind of what they wanted, you know, their narrative to be rather than what it really was. And I I mean, as I watched it, I'm like, this is a total narrative-changing story that they're trying to push here. What did you think? Well, they definitely left um, a few recent Miss Americas out. Hi, yeah. my name's Betty. I was Miss America 2016. <laughs> nice to meet you guys. <laughs> oh, and Tara, Tara Munn, she was Miss America 2018, just FYI. Okay, cool. We were okay. definitely left out, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, to, to be honest, I, I honestly, that part went by so quickly, I'm not really even sure what they said. I think I was still I just recovering her. from the fact that the girls I was still hyperventilating. <laughs> I think I was still recovering from the fact that these women have competed and spent their whole entire lives for this one night and that they were just humiliated on stage and eliminated and not given their moment to shine and be cheered on. Let me say this. I feel like the, the one of the biggest things to me is you you used to feel like anybody could be Miss America. You used mm-hmm. to feel like I can work hard and I can be that multifaceted, that multi-talented. I can work hard in all of those different phases and I can Miss America. And mm-hmm. now it's so unattainable. You have to be smarter than every other girl up there. You have mm-hmm. to have intellectual, this, this, this geniusness that they're looking for. I, I don't, there's only one way to prove yourself in the competition and that is talking. That is your resume. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but why not just go do any other job where you're going to, they, they put it in the job description, you're going to be part of the staff, you're going to do administrative work, and you're going to listen to the man, basically, and do what you're told. And, I mean, that's in the job description. You're going to do administrative work, and you're part of the staff. You are not special. You are not a celebrity. And I'm sorry, but why not just go do any other job? That totally cheapens what Miss America is. It's supposed to be special. It's supposed to be for anybody. And now I feel like I would never have felt good enough to compete in a competition like this. I, I, I would never feel like I'm brainy enough to do this. I mean, the, the whole point of the original competition was to highlight someone who's so unique and multifaceted and multi-talented. She's the whole package. She represents the best qualities in all of us. That's why she's relatable. Well, I think, too, something that we've talked about is that there's, an, a, there's a new intimidation factor. And yes, with the, the way that they've created... Uh, this, this new brand, this new model, it creates the women to try to make the boss man happy. And they end up sounding a whole lot more similar rather than they are highlighting their uniqueness or their individuality. And when you, you know, when you apply for a job interview, you try to fit that mold. And I think what was so beautiful is that, yes, America has always been a job, but the way that it's branded now, these girls are trying to fit this mold. When, uh, when I look back, I think some of the, one of the most beautiful things I remember growing up looking at was how every single girl that competed, every Miss America was so insanely different than the one before. And again, just like you said, it made me feel like it was possible for anyone to do it, for an art major to do it, for a dancer to do it, for a woman that wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, for a scientist to do it, for a lawyer to do it. And I think that was something that was so beautiful was that you didn't have to say the right words to win. And, and exactly. I think that's something about we, you know, this intimidation factor with the non-disclosure agreements, with state licenses being revoked, there's definitely a sense of fear rather than a sense of inspiration and growth. Well, and all the cease and desist letters that they send out to people who oppose their viewpoint. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And if you look at, and if you really look at it, I mean, that's not different from the old leadership. Like we, we, Hmm. we wanted new leadership to get rid of that, any non-transparency and, and unifying our organization. And really it's worse than ever. I mean, when the old leadership was still in place, I received a cease and desist after my year was over because I was yeah. about to be on a reality TV show and they didn't want me saying anything real about my year as Miss America. 
And now nothing has changed. They're still doing cease and desist. They're still telling girls what they can and can't say. And nothing about that is empowering. There were three things towards the end of the pageant, and I'll say pageant, that I that <laughs> stuck out yeah, that, that stuck out to me a little bit. Number one, let's talk about the final two. So they had Georgia, Virginia, and they asked the question about should uh, married women be able to compete? And Georgia gave a pretty quick, distinct answer. And then Virginia kind of looked at her, and I, w- I didn't know if they were going to debate. I wasn't sure what was supposed to happen here, and it felt like they didn't really know mm-hmm. either. Um, I, I, what was that Absolutely. supposed to be? Yeah, we, we definitely want to talk about the debate part. Um, first of all, there's no part of the job that requires debating, especially against your Absolutely fellow contestants, your fellow Absolutely sisters. Not. This mm-hmm. pageant, pageant is supposed to be about a sisterhood. Mm-hmm. You, all ha- you, you all want to be Miss America. You shouldn't be up there debating each other. I mean, mm-hmm. I've said this a million times. I would have been proud to have been represented by any girl in my class. They're all qualified. Absolutely. Every single mm-hmm. one of them deserves it. They should right. not be debating each other for who mm-hmm. should get the job. Or, you right. know, I mean, it, 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 they're pitting these girls against each other. And that honestly reinforces the pageant stereotype that gr- these girls are catty and they're out to get each other. And that's not what right. this is Which about. Which could not be farther from the, the girls truth were clearly is. uncomfortable. Yeah. They were clearly uncomfortable with the debate. Right. And I, I definitely, I want to hear Savvy's thoughts, but I, then I definitely want to get into the whole Mrs. Miss being married, having kids, all that. But Savvy, you go ahead. I mean, yeah, I think what, you know, was, I mean, upsetting for me is that it entirely reinforced that stereotype that these pageant women behind the scenes, you know, it put on the front of the stage what people think happens behind the scenes, which is not the truth and is not reality in the absolute slightest. And I think that was a really disservice to these women to be put on the stage debating one another when they clearly do not want to and clearly do not feel comfortable doing so. And again, it has nothing to do with the job. Right. Not one part of the entire job do you debate someone. If anything, your job as Miss America is to bring people together, is to find common ground, is to represent another's voice, speak and be a voice for people that opinions are different than yours, but they don't have a voice. And I think that that's something that was entirely lost in that phase of competition. All right. So let's talk about the question. Should married women be able to compete? And it's like my my immediate answer when he said that was, yeah, it's called Mrs. America. It's another pageant. Go Exactly. Exactly. That is the correct answer. Miss America is supposed to represent youth. She's young. She represents an, a role model that young people can look up to and relate to. There, is, there are Mrs. Pageants. Savvy and I were asked the other day if we were going to compete mm-hmm. in Mrs. Pageants because that's right. what they're for. They're for married women. You know, again, they're trying to please every single person in the entire world, every single person they're trying to please them and in in that in that way they're not pleasing anybody and the the whole idea behind that i mean she's supposed to represent young people strength independence she shows people that you don't need, necessarily need a man to be successful but that does not mean that she can't do the job with a boyfriend i would like to say that that doesn't mean that men are bad that men are evil like that that and i feel like that's what they're trying to push with this extreme feminist agenda. And I, I felt like the whole night I was being pushed an agenda the entire night. And um, I, I mean, if anything, this competition shows that women cannot be both. It shows that women can't be married, have kids, whatever, and be successful. It shows that women can't be beautiful and sexy and strong and smart. It show, this, this competition proves to me that women cannot be both and they should not be both. And to me, that hurts. Like that pushes women back so far. I do feel like that judge in particular, I feel like he was trying to push his own agenda during this night as well. And I'm sorry, but it's not supposed to be about the judges. And while we're talking about the the judges, um, back in the OG Miss America days, the judges were told to show no bias, to show no expressions during talent so Mm -hmm. that it was completely fair. You couldn't see who the judges were favoring. But Mm -hmm. I feel like that was completely taken away. You know, we saw the man behind the curtain. We saw everything that these judges were thinking. And I, I, I don't feel like that was fair. I don't like I, I didn't like the judges role in this competition whatsoever. So I want to ask, I guess, let's go on a deeper level to that kind of whole topic in that I guess we'll talk about the relevance of pageantry. And I've talked about this with quite a few guests, including you two, in that mm-hmm. if society says something is OK, does that mean that we should all jump on board and, and go with that and say, well, then she needs to become this? Or is it that you take the lead and say, well, just because society and culture say that this is the way we need to go, should we go that way? I mean, what's your thoughts on that? 
this is what third wave feminism is all about, is a women that can compete and be and wear and look and say and be whoever it is that she wants to be. I think that's what's so wonderful about, you know, the time in society that we live in now is that we are allowing women to be whoever they want to be. And I think that's really beautiful. And I think that's something that, you know, currently, and especially last night, that kind of missed the mark on. You know, I think that we, if we find that path of encouraging these women to find their individuality, find whatever sets their soul on fire, um, I love that we got to see what they're doing in their communities. And I think that, you know, if we take that and we run with it in that direction, I think it could be a really beautiful thing. Um, I feel like the organization was so intent on proving that women can do business. Women Mm -hmm. can be CEOs. Women can be in STEM, science, math, engineering, technology, all of that that they forget that that's not what Miss America is all about. It's about so much more right. than that. And, and that's what, and the that's one layer as to what makes these women so wonderful. Right. And I feel like the competition, the whole competition was about proving that. And in the end, mm-hmm. all, all I heard was talking and that creates an image of a very one dimensional woman. She doesn't mm-hmm. represent everyone. And I mean, that's obvious. She, she clearly only represents intellectual women who want to be in business. And to me, that doesn't deserve all of a a two-hour competition. I mean, women do that every day in the workplace. So if we could take a step back here and that you two could go back to earlier this week and sit down with the producers and the organization and say, here's the things that, you know, maybe we could change. Uh, moving forward? How, how could we make this better or great experience for the girls, number one, and then two for the audience watching? Mm-hmm. Maybe let's go through, you know, four or five bullet points here to, to kind of cover that. Well, I think one thing that MAO kind of really underestimated the enti- this entire past year is the power of its brand loyalty. And there's a huge brand loyalty to the original crown and the branding needs to be, yes, completely overhauled. But I think that's something that they totally underestimated was the uh, 99 plus years of brand loyalty that they've created. You know, I think that what makes, you know, and what has made Miss America so wonderful. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why Betty and I are talking right now is because we've gotten to see firsthand how wonderful it is and how wonderful the volunteers, the state directors, the local directors, the sponsors, the, I mean, the volunteers from the very local to the national level are really phenomenal. And I think that something that the MAO completely kind of missed the mark on was realizing how strong that brand loyalty was. And I think something that would have been really beautiful to see was keeping a lot of the same old traditions that people loved, but yes, adding a new. Because yes, from the beginning, it needed huge marketing help. I mean, uh, people did not know um, that it was it was a job. And I love that they've created, you know, a space where that is definitely a huge viewpoint. But again, that's only one small part. I think that if you created, you know, uh, um, a night where last night you had swimsuit back, you had evening gown back, you had talent, you had 15 girls competing, but you also added in phases of competition where they got to talk about what they did outside of this world, what they were doing to make the world a better place, what they're doing with other communities, what made them passionate I think that there would have been a combination of, you know, 1.0 and 2.0, keeping everything that, you know, their brand loyalty loved, as well as showcasing this, uh, these young women in today's society. I totally agree. I think that the answer is really so simple. Um, it's really not hard. And I, right. I feel like all we wanted when we, wa- when we were trying to bring in new leadership, what was that, two years ago now, mm-hmm. when, that, when all of that was happening... Like Savvy said, we needed branding help. We needed marketing help. Okay, mm-hmm. we needed to reach more people. We needed better social media, much better social media, and we needed more transparency in the organization. Right. We also needed to hear more from the girls. We know they do a private mm-hmm. interview, but let's see a little bit of that on stage. Right. That would be great. I love mm-hmm. that idea. But mm-hmm. don't rip apart a 99-year-old pageant that people love and, and expect. They expect it every year. Mm-hmm. They love the glamour. They love the gowns. They love celebrating that there's a woman out there who can do everything. She can uh-huh. do both. She's multi-talented. And, and, and that aspect, the way that they've changed it mm-hmm. is, I know I've said this already, but I mean, it makes the girl seem very one-dimensional and it makes it, it, it takes away the special and glorious one in a million job chance of being Miss America. Yeah. And now it's just basically any other job. I mean, they clearly right. said that you're part of the 
staff. You're doing administrative mm. work. You're right. and, and that that does I mean there needs to be other people on staff doing the America. Right. And I think too, if there's going to be change, it needs to be made from the grassroots first. There needs to be a very open dialogue with volunteers and contestants that are doing the okay. daily work that are out there. And I think too, of course, you're not going to get 100% support across the board, and people are not going to you never will single decision. But I think something that's really important. You know, they always. I've I've heard so many times that, you know, they they took a survey and people, you know, wanted swimsuit gone. But, A, that survey was made, you know, that they took, I think it was maybe like 2,000 people. And we have no idea from what region or or where it was from or what kind of layup questions were given to them. You know, I think that if you hire an, an external firm to do a nationwide survey basing on trying to figure out what, yes, the pageant community wants to see, but yeah, what other communities want to see as well. If you're trying to expand the demographic of people who want to be involved and want to watch Miss America, I think you definitely need to take sides from both and not just totally abandon your base. I think that's something that was a mistake. I agree. And I think we're getting so far into, like, they've, they've taken this job aspect so far that it, it's gotten so far away from like what the actual year of being Miss America is about. It's about mm-hmm. so much more than just a job. It's not just a job. You're out there mm-hmm. changing people's lives and right, you're influencing absolutely. people. You're inspiring. Yeah. You're getting down and playing with little kids and right. you're being, you're, you're being relatable and, and it, right. it takes heart. It takes a lot of compassion and kindness and it's so much more than being harsh and being business oriented. Like, honestly, that's really not what the job is about. Right. I know that we've talked about this, but I always said the job of Miss America was human interaction. And uh, again, the job of Miss America changes per Miss America. And again, that's one of the reasons why uh, it was so wonderful is that every Miss America brought her new like twist to it brought her new spin to what she imagined the job to be and that it molded to that girl every single year. That's why it grew more and more, gained more people wanting to watch it. It right. changed for the girl. It gathered And now it's people. like if you're not a businesswoman, you're not going to win. That's what it feels like. I and, mean, and I, I, I know we've like, said this before, but yeah. there is no way I think that I would have won with this new format. I, I would have never, A, I would have never won. B, I would have never competed in the first place. Right. I don't. I don't, I, I, this isn't enticing to me whatsoever. And I, and talk, Savvy and I talked about this earlier that, you know, kids today, young people today have big dreams, dreams oh, yeah. of everything. Dream, this is a generation of kids who want to be famous. Right. They want to be performers. Mm-hmm. They're social media stars. This competition right. is not enticing or appealing to them whatsoever. Right. And I think, I mean, this is something Betty and I have talked about, but I mean, we have a generation of performers on our hands. And I think, you know, one of the reasons why in the past 20 years we've seen numbers decline in pageants is because, you know, there wasn't, uh, for, for the performers of, you know, our last, the last generation before us, pageants were the perfect outlet. There was a stage. They were able to compete. They were able to challenge themselves. They were able to grow a following and gain an audience. But now with the realm of social media, people who want to perform and people who have that performance gene don't need pageants. They can go on their social media and gain a following and gain a voice there. People who want to have a voice don't necessarily need pageants to have one. And I think that's something that we haven't taken into account in the past 20 years and definitely something Miss America needs to think about going forward is how can we amplify that voice that they already have? Because people don't need Miss America right now to have that voice. With the age of social media and the age of performance, people already are doing that. And so I think something that they've missed the marker on is thinking about, okay, how do we help them? How do we amplify and how do we work as a catalyst to make this voice of theirs grow exponentially? And I think that that's something we've missed the marker on. Piggybacking off of that, you know, that, that Miss America, you know, she, you know she, she doesn't work at a business. She doesn't work at a corporation. You know, she, you wouldn't go to Miss America to try to become a businesswoman. You you don't go to Miss America to work a job that you get out in the everyday world. It, it, it just doesn't. It, Miss America is about so much more than just the job, and they've taken that and they've just ran mm-hmm. with it, and it's just become what it's all about. And the scholarships as well. The scholarships are a prize. Mm-hmm. Your edu- your education and your your smarts and your brains are just a small percentage of what it actually takes to be Miss America. Well, I want to circle back around then with all that being said, uh, kind of to what we had talked about at the beginning, which is we can assess all these elements that we you know dislike or think should be changed or should go back to the way they were. But at the very core of all of it, 
what is the one central thing that's really causing all this? And I think you have to point to leadership because let's just take, let's say it's not Miss America. Let's say it's a company or your family or uh, an organization that you're part of. Usually the temperature of an organization is determined by its leader, whether that's the CEO, the president, whatever you want to call it. And in this case, where there's smoke, there's usually fire. And what, what I'm seeing is that, as you girls mentioned, there's this public distrust of the, the Miss America organization leadership. And what I don't see happening, which really would help, is that I see zero public acknowledgement of that from the leadership. Ever since Gretchen made her one-week media tour when they decided to go to 2.0, I have seen nothing from her or Regina publicly where they come forward and either, you know, do a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live or something where you, you know, take questions and answer things that people have questions about. There's nothing. They hide behind press releases, notes to state directors, and, you know, cease and desist letters to Pageant Planet and other organizations. Yes, 100%. It's... It's really heartbreaking that they're using those intimidation factors and they they refuse to accept any accountability when 92% of your audience is unhappy and half of your Miss Americas are, are, are outwardly speaking out about this, not showing up to the competition. You have to take some accountability and realize something is wrong. This is not clearly not working. But they refuse to accept criticism. They, they refuse to admit that they've done anything wrong. And I feel like when you have that, you have a dictatorship. That's not fair governance. It's just, it's simply, it's just wrong. It's, it's completely wrong. And, it, and it's a disservice to every young woman who puts their faith and trust into this organization. So if you two were on the board tomorrow, what would you do? What's the first thing you would do? Open dialogue, 100%. I think that there needs to be men's, um, I mean, I think that we have a huge break in, uh, dis- I mean, just the ability for the local competitors, the local EDs, the state EDs, just to even put their faith and trust that Miss America, A, is not going to use things against them and, and is not going to just make decisions not keeping them in mind. I think that, again, I know that we said you're not going to have 100% of people on the same page across the board. That's just impossible. But it's to impossible. have an open dialogue uh, to even just start that, I, I just think the first thing that we would do is just try to start the healing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And have an open dialogue. Ask them what they want to see. Ask them what's worked in their states, what hasn't worked in their states. Ask them what their girls have been begging to see. Ask, you know, girls that are actually competing, what would you want to do? What, what would you not want to do? Ask girls that aren't competing, why aren't you competing? I, I think that having a dialogue and having, I mean, uh, the first thing that stunts growth is not taking outside counsel. When you only take criticism from people that are telling you you do a great job you're not going to grow and that's just with everything and with everyone if you're only listening to people that are telling you you're doing a great job you're never going to change you're never going to grow you're never going to be better and I think that's one of the very first things that I would do no I was just say I was just going to say I totally agree with Savvy and I think one of the biggest steps that I would make if I if I were suddenly part of the decision making um would be to go back to where we had just you know decided we want new new leadership go back to how the competition was at that moment, the original competition, and then slowly start a discussion on what we can add, not take away, what we can add. Nothing was wrong with the competition we had. That's what people know. It's what they expect. It's what they want. It's what they love. It's been that way for so many years. And I feel like all we need to do is have a discussion, an open discussion, take polls, talk to former Miss Americas, talk to former title Mm -hmm. holders, volunteers, and decide what we want to add that Mm -hmm. can make this better for the contestants. Stop Mm -hmm. trying to push an agenda and just think about the people involved. Think about the young women who who love Miss America and who dream of being Miss Mm -hmm. America and what would give them the greatest light. And I think, and remembering two things, that one, it needs to be treated. I mean, they need to have a marketing team that's like, like it's that's an deciding, marketing team that's deciding where the brand should go. That, that mm-hmm. first and foremost, I think we, we need, you know, just like a five year, a 10 year plan on how it works, but also to keeping in mind, this is an organization of volunteers. Um, people that are involved in this are not getting paid. And I think that's something we need to remember when making decisions is that women and, and men who are involved in this organization for, you know, 50 plus years. I mean, I, that there's so many people and one of the reasons why I fell in love with pageants was the family, uh, was the family attached to it. And I think that sometimes we often forget that this is 
a huge organization of volunteers of people giving their lives to it and, and not taking that for granted as well. I think there does need to be somewhat of a nationwide search, though. Um, for someone completely no. outside of pageantry, <laughs> like I think it needs to be someone that has not been involved whatsoever with 2.0. Well, and I, I guess that's my we question is from an organizational standpoint and the board, you know, since they are the leadership basically of the organization and determine the direction. Um, what are all the others doing that aren't, you know, part of the Regina Gretchen crowd? Are they just sitting there and standing back? Do they feel intimidated? Do they not care? Or are they just, you know, I, I, I'm just I'm kind of fascinated to know, like, what's really happening behind the scenes there? And, and why, why isn't really anything happening other than this dead set push on pushing forward into something that people aren't excited about? I, I would love to know the answer. <laughs> I, I don't. That's a tough question. Like, honestly, I, I feel like none of us can really answer that because no, they, they're so not transparent that we don't know anything going on within that boardroom. Like we just mm. we don't we don't know. We, we don't know anything. And it's, it's really sad that it's that way because the whole idea of getting new leadership was so that we could be involved and so we could know more. Um, but, yeah, I don't, it's crazy. Would you like to see Gretchen and Regina step down? Well, Gretchen's, Gretchen's gone. Well, I she mean, still sits on the board uh, from what I understand. Uh, that, from what I understand, that's true as well. But, um, and I honestly, we need a complete overhaul. Um, we need a complete overhaul, 100%. And can anybody outside of the board help in making that decision? I know, like, for instance, all of you former Miss Americas can petition, but at the end of the day, does that hold any weight? I mean, does it really do anything or do they have the ultimate say in everything? I believe they have the ultimate say. It's so tough. I feel like we need that's That's why I feel like we need a complete overhaul. We need people. We need a complete overhaul of who's in charge and who's on the board of people who have not been involved with 2.0 whatsoever. People mm -hmm. who only have the best interest of Miss America whether it's OG or 2.0, they need to have the best interests of Miss America at heart. And they need to take outside ideas and information mm -hmm. from the formers and state title holders and volunteers, all of that. Um, whoever, whoever takes over does not need to do this without consulting the people who are involved in the organization and, and who love it for, for, what it ha for what it is and what it's always been. So since you two have such powerful voices in this community... Um, number one, I know a lot of people have probably already heard a lot of the things that they were hoping to hear on this podcast, but I think the one thing that I would like to figure out how we all can do together right now is, um, as politics has proven, people in numbers make change, no matter what that is. And in this case, you girls and all of you listening have the power to help change happen. And so I guess from the two of you, what would you like to tell everybody listening as to how we can move forward and, and help Miss America get better period i think one of the things too is to first off recognize that it's okay to be scared i think that right now there's a lot of fear involved in speaking out i mean even before this like i had a pep talk from betty telling me that it was okay because i'm so scared absolutely and, and i don't know why i don't know what i'm scared of but there's definitely that sense of fear still instilled in, in so many people of speaking out in fear of what MAO would do, which it was just so sad and so heartbreaking. But I think first off, recognizing that that's okay and recognizing that you're not alone in what your thoughts are. But I think Betty will better answer this question than I will. <laughs> well, and no, I totally agree with Savvy. And I, I feel like I have to give myself the same pep talk because like even, even yesterday, you know, with social media blowing up and everything, I, my husband was like, babe, you need to be careful. They're going to come after you. They're going to come after you. And I, I just, it breaks my heart that, that he even has to warn me about that. Right. It, 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 it's just so sad that we still have to be afraid that they're going to try to come after us mm -hmm. um, because the organization has come after a lot of us before. And we know that that's a very real thing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I've, I've heard in the rumor mill, and I'm, I think this is true, but that Miss Texas wanted to leave and they threatened to disenfranchise the Miss Texas board. And I, like, I, I just, the intimidation and the threats, and I mean, that's not representative of empowering women or, or, or a good organization or what Miss America is all about whatsoever. And I, I, want, I agree with Savvy. It is scary, but we need everyone to use their voice and to speak up. We need everyone tell, to tell your story. Let it be known. That's the only way that we're going to create change. The, the young women who, who are who've been competing in this organization for forever, they they don't know it, but they really do hold the power. 
and mm. we need we need y'all to use your voices. We and, and we just we pray for this organization. Um, and one one quote that I've just been dying to put in here somewhere, but I can't really find the right spot to include it in the podcast. But I just feel like it really needs to be said. There's a quote in the Burt Parks classic. There she is, Miss America, um, where he says, "The dream of a million girls who are more than pretty." And I I can't yeah. impress upon y'all listening enough that. The idea of Miss America being the whole package and, and being more than just a pretty face is not. Has always been there. Right? Miss America has always been about empowering women. And it, it honestly is a disservice to act to everyone who came before to act like that it's not. To act like the previous Miss America was not inclusive and was about excluding people and, and, and not representing everyone. And I, 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 it makes me so, so sad. Because when I read that line, it's just like, wow, that's what this organization has always been about. And I'm so, so proud to have been a part of that before it was changed. And, and I just want that back so badly. I want that back. I want that idea back. And I want the song back. And I want the sash back. And I want the girl to be proud to wear their skin name across their chest and be called a Miss Georgia or a Miss no. Arkansas or whatever. I want y'all to be proud of that and not be afraid that if you are, if, if, that if you're proud of that, if you really are who you want to be and speak your mind, that you're going to be eliminated, that you're not going to be able to win. And that's, that's not what Miss America is about. And it's the least, it, it's, it's not empowering whatsoever. Well, and look, you know, everybody listening, the, the whole, the, these intimidation tactics, which, you know, are obviously being used. I mean, you're hearing so many people come out and talk about them. The whole point of an intimidation tactic is that they hope that the fear that you feel is enough to shut you up. And for the people who actually have the courage to come forward, I don't know if you've all noticed, but we live in a culture where a lot of people have come forward and caused a lot of change to happen because they had the courage to stand up. And if some of you will do that, or a lot of you will do that, guess what happens to the intimidation tactics? They no longer hold any power because they're like, well, it's not working. Everybody's talking anyway. And then they they become overwhelmed because they can't file enough cease and desist letters and attack enough people. It's because everybody has united against, you know, what they're trying to do in, in that regard. So I encourage you, if you have good facts. It's not just make something up just to speak up. Speak up about something that's mm-hmm. real and go for it. I, I just, I highly encourage that. I use this podcast as a platform for you girls. I hope it helps. I'm not Fox News or CNN or any of the other big networks, but um, it's enough to at least get people to listen. So I encourage, you know, with Betty and mm-hmm. Savvy, speak up. You have the power. I, I did. I, I don't think we did mention that I really was sad to see that Nia did not get a farewell in any way. It was yeah, just like, thank yeah, you. I just gone. read thank that you. in the notes. Yes. I just read that in the notes. She was absolutely stunning. And I really wish she wouldn't have got, or she would have had a moment to have a farewell that we would have gotten to give her a standing ovation. I, I wish she could have gotten a farewell. There was clearly time for it. They had time mm-hmm. to spare. I mean, the announcing the winner took about a minute and a half. Um, right. I feel like there was there was clearly plenty of time to give Nia her moment. And um, not only that, but I, I, I truly wish that I would have gotten a chance to get to know her better through social media during her year. Um, I wish that they would give the Miss America Instagram back to the Miss America. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to learn about her. And um, I just think it's funny that in their quest to help us get to know the girl better, I feel like I barely got to know Nia this year because of that, because they... They, they refuse to give their Miss America the voice she deserves. Um, they're just so worried about pushing their agenda. And um, it's, I'm sorry, but it's not, about, it's not about you guys. It's about the Miss America. What do you think will happen now? Okay, so last year, I think everybody tuned in to see what was going to happen. What was this new style going to look like? And then this year, they were like, could, get, could it get any worse? And then they watched last night. So now that you know, two pageants are down and there's a very clear and obvious direction, what do you think is going to happen next year? Do you think they stay on NBC? Do you think it continues on television? I'd love to hear your thoughts. After this display, um, I would be surprised no if there was no telecast next year. I don't see any network that would want to join up with whatever that was that we watched last night. Um, I mean, they are very correct in not wanting to call it a pageant anymore because it's not. They should just honestly go right. create go create a whole other competition. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. This, this this what I watched last night is not Miss America. I'm sorry. It's not. It's not. And honestly, like, I just, I, I wish that instead of tearing apart what, what all of us know and love, they would have just gone and created an entirely different competition that's about mm-hmm. the smartest girl who's done the most in, with her education and the most with her, with her um, SS, 
I S I I the social impact. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) They had a a social impact initiative because the word platform just really isn't 2.0, 2.0 enough. So um, I 100%. So anyways, but yeah, that's, that's, that's how I feel. I mean, yeah, I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. I think it really all depends on the, the people. I mean, the organization, again, is based on volunteers. And without them, it's not possible. So I think it really just depends on the people. I have one more thought. Um, what I would love to see, honestly, I think this would honestly be for the best, is if we took a year off, we saved the hundred, we saved the hundred for another year. Hmm. Take, we take a year off, we overhaul the board, we overhaul the leadership, we overhaul the competition back to its roots, we add in what needs to be added in mm-hmm. after thorough discussion and outside voices being heard, mm-hmm. and then we come back after however long it takes and we have a 100th year anniversary telecast. Um, right now, I think, I think it would be just too painful to see this again next year representing our 100th anniversary. I don't, I just don't think that that can happen. I think too, if, if you look at Twitter, I think something, cause you know, it is very difficult to disassociate my emotions and how personally attached I am to this organization with what I watch. Yes. And so we try as hard as we can to be logical, but I think that what really spoke volumes was even just Twitter last night, you know, thousands of people who are not involved in this organization were saying the same things that we are now. The and same so thing. Right. right. I think that's just. It just goes to show that they're in their quest to try to try to attract more people and relate to everyone. Now everyone, now everyone else has something bad to say about it because this clearly was not the correct path. This clearly did right. not relate to more people. It just made everybody else mad because people respected Miss America for what it was. It was special. It was glamorous, and and now it's just like any other job interview, basically. And the whole comp every phase of competition is the exact same it's just talking 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 i think one of the beautiful things about you know like about these women is that getting to hear them talk and getting to hear them a little bit deeper really did show how wonderful these women are to people outside of this organization i mean people who are within this pageant world we know and we understand how phenomenal these women are and so i think something that would be really great is just to the old you know format into the old you know phase of competition add in the sections where we get to hear them speak to hear them, you know, tell us what they're passionate about and how they're influencing the world around them. I think that would be really amazing. But I think that right now, it's, they're, they're just not hitting that mark. Well, and in terms of the television production itself, I tried to really break it down and look at, like, what did they do to change it all up? And I felt like they took two templates and, and kind of merged them a little bit. Number one, I think we all right. agree, um, America's Got Talent was clearly, you know, some of that format mm-hmm. was in there. And then the other one that right. kind of stuck out to me, I felt like there was some of the old apprentice in there. I mean, I literally felt like there should have been a boardroom That's table on said. the stage at times. Oh my God. I said what? the same thing to Savvy like this morning. I was like, it was like the apprentice. <laughs> like, you're fired. You're like, not why don't good we just, enough. You're you know, fired. Why don't, we surprise, like, why don't we surprise everybody and sit Trump down at the judge's table and just really blow things <laughs> oh off? Them? I mean, that would, have been, that would have attracted more viewers for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, if we're being honest, we want to talk like, about a firestorm online, buddy. That would have that would have done it. Woo, woo. Hey, so many people would have tuned in for that. But seriously, we don't we don't need that. That's not what this is about. Like, can we be real for a second? It's more than a job. It's more than a job. I want to hear a girl say that. Like, we get it. It's a job. It's been a job for the past however many years. We've all done it. We've all done this job. But it's so much more than that. It's more than a job, okay? And it, and it takes more than just speaking and, and being ed- well-educated. It, it takes so much more than that. That's why right. the and while, competition. It highlights the best in all of us. And while those are, like, crucial parts, I think there's definitely a way to showcase that, yes, it is indeed a job without disqualifying everyone else who's done it. I think that's a key part. And I also think, too, you know, yes, absolutely, you know, being well-rounded, being so intelligent, having your education as a priority, having influencing other people with your social impact initiative or platform is so important. There's definitely a way to showcase and market all of these things at the same time to show that one of the great things about being a woman is that you can be extremely multidimensional. You can be everything. Right. And all this told me was that women can't be everything and that they shouldn't. Okay. Woo. So <laughs> as we wrap up we here, ladies, do you, feel, do you feel like you purged Woo-hoo. the emotions that you've been bottling up all week? 
Honestly, Who knows? I really feel good right now. Like, I feel like we've said everything that we wanted to say. Like, piggybacking off of what Savvy said again about how this is really so personal and so emotional, it's really hard not to get super emotional in this podcast and just, just say everything you, you want to say. But, but we know that that's not how you get things done. We have to be no. realistic about this. We have to be factual and we have to talk about this in real terms because we want right. to fix this. We want to bring back the OG more than anything. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we just, we want our voices heard because this is so personal. I encourage all of you to go read my book, by the way, because I, I just feel like that'll give you a really good idea of what being Miss America is really all about. And um, we just thank you so much, Tim, for giving us this platform to, to speak about this and to have our voices heard. We really appreciate it. Well, gosh, I'm uh, so happy that you girls agreed to do I know I called you like six weeks ago and said, hey, what do you think of this idea? So I'm just happy we all got to sit down and do this. But um, yeah, I guess before we go, number one for everybody listening, thank you for tuning in and just kind of hearing all this mm-hmm. and then uh, to you too uh, before we get there I just got two words for you Merry Christmas Happy Christmas Savvy breaking up I couldn't hear you oh I just said Merry Christmas but I definitely did not sing it because that was not my <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, to everybody listening, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to all of you. We'll see you in 2020. Thanks for listening. 